you know, I am in, in awe of the business section of the Dallas Morning News and the, all the releases that I get. There's just not a day goes by that I don't see some big new building, some new development in commercial real estate that's, that's being, being announced. And this time around, unlike years in the past, they're actually building these things, and they still are. Bill Cauley is chairman and CEO of Cauley Partners, has built a lot of these, has seen a lot of them built, and uh, come next month will be inducted into the Texas Commercial Real Estate Hall of Fame. And he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. So happy to be here. I really appreciate you having me. So are you surprised by this? I mean, I, this totally. has been going on a long time. Yeah. Well, Dallas, you know, I came to Dallas in in the early 80s from the Midwest. And Dallas is probably, I think, the most dynamic real estate market in the country. And people are just coming to Dallas in droves. And I don't think they're going to stop. They're coming to the Sun Belt, But I still think Dallas is going to win more than most because Austin's winning big, but Austin isn't big enough. But I will tell you, it amazes me the resiliency of the market. It used to be something that institutional investors were afraid of because they thought there was land everywhere and we would overdevelop. And now it's a favored market to invest in. And I think with the in-migration of people and the quality developers that are in the town, they're building quality products. But people are moving to quality. They're going yeah. up in quality. So there's going to be some lag of, of commodity office and those kind of things that people are going to move out of that are going to be, be an issue that we have to deal with. Well, and we're infilling. I, you know, I thought Plano was just about built out and there they go nuke uh, Collin Creek Mall uh, gallery of course you developed all along uh, along the Dallas North Tollway and I I just saw the other day they're going to develop this little postage stamp size piece of land that's left next to Galleria and put a high rise over there and downtown I, I, it's a it's a renaissance and they're building sort of interesting looking buildings instead of glass boxes yeah and you know I think people want walkable walkable lifestyle right and and uh it's mixed use is like the the buzzword of today but but people want to be able to go to work and not have to get in their car till they head home and you know if you could be good enough to be able to walk to work would even be better but but i think we're getting we're figuring out that density isn't bad density's good you know and having amenities around a building or a multifamily or retail where people can have a good quality experience for the time they're at work. But, you know, the question is, and, and it's interesting to see you talk about the mixed use and people want to walk to work, because there was a question a year ago, year and a half ago, certain two years ago, we would have had a real debate about whether people were going to go back to work ever. And in, in fact, they, they were building apartments different so that you had home offices and they were incorporated into to your living space. Well, they're still talking about it. I, I, I think um, the capital, institutional capital, if you go in, if you're trying to do a real estate deal, if you want to do a multifamily or an industrial deal, the money runs at you. It's like a herd mentality. They're all running at it. If you want to do office, people are very leery. So it's very difficult getting a project done because capital is reading the papers and they're fearful that office is not going to recover to the degree that I think it is. I'm one that even through COVID felt like we were going to go back to some form of normal. 
Now it's going to be different. I think we're not going to have as dense use of office space and they're going to want gathering spaces and more of a hospitality feel in a building. And I think employers are going to use office buildings as a lure to get people back. Well, are there going to be deals in, in office buildings? Are we going to see vulture funds? Well, I think that there's going to be deals in commodity office that doesn't have walkable amenities, like some more of a commodity suburban building that has nothing around it. So you have to get in your car to go do everything. I think that kind of office space is going to get hurt and depreciate. Quality is going to do is going to win the day and there's not going to be any discounts in rent through COVID. We gave people relief that needed relief, free rent, et cetera, to get through, but it wasn't really given. We gave them relief and then amortized what they we gave them back over the what's their existing lease term. Um, But rents have actually gone up because inflation with cost of building these new buildings, it's insane. And now you've got interest rates going up. It's it's going to be a very difficult development environment because it's hard to understand what values will be because where are interest rates going and where are costs going? Well, Even but, but they're building, but they're building. I mean, I, I I was intrigued by the housing starts and building permits the other day, and while single family dropped off for obvious reasons, higher you know, maybe higher interest yeah. rates and and the and the cost. Um, Boy, the multifamily just keeps on going. Interest rates, uh, construction costs don't seem to be an obstacle at all. So I, I thought 10 years ago that multifamily had to slow down. But if you really think about it, increasing interest rates has got to help multifamily, right? Because people are going to be less likely to go buy a home yeah. in, in an increasing interest rate and increasing costs. I mean, homes can't keep going up 20 and 30% a year and be affordable for people. People are going to be people talk about like uh, the the baby boomers, they want to rent because they don't want the obligation. They sell their house, they take the money and live off it and go rent by renters of choice. But I think we're going back to renters because they have to, because everything's been priced out. They've been priced out of the market. And so, so let me ask you about your honor. So you're, you're being inducted into the 35th annual North Texas commercial real estate hall of fame. And man, you look through that list and it is, it is a who's who of household names and half those people have their names on streets, you know, someplace, you know, in, in the County. It's remarkable, but I've always thought that, that you guys, the real estate guys, unlike, the the wildcatters at oil and gas you guys are the real gunslingers i'll tell you what i i i agree with you i think that uh real estate development the the people in the industry first of all dallas has got the most talent of any market i've ever been in and i've done business all over the country and the the best talents in dallas it just is but um and there's a lot of people with um a lot of guts and and commitment to what they believe in. I mean, development is about mitigating or sizing up risk and then believing in your decision and going. And like, because it's not science, it's soup. Like when you go to build a building, you're, you're, you're saying, okay, how long is it going to take to lease? Well, okay, let's say it's leased when it's completed or it's leased 18 months after it's completed. And you look at it and go, well, that doesn't work. So you just keep playing with the numbers and try to guess or give your best estimate of where it's going to go and what kind of returns it's going to make. And then once you start, once everybody says, okay, here's the money, let's go. It's, it's completely different because it never goes the way you think it's going to go. 
it's either better, worse, or in the middle. But the leverage, my goodness. <laughs> if it goes against you, it doesn't have to go very far against you to take you under. I can tell you this. Uh, at my age, the biggest lesson I learned in 2007, 8, 9, when the financial crisis hit, is leverage is bad. And so as markets continue to increase and get tougher to create returns, people use leverage to uh, juice returns or increase them. And I think leverage is fine if you've got the capital to fix a problem. If you've got a bunch of cash and you've got a high leverage note and everything kind of goes in the tank, you can fix it with your cash. Mm -hmm. But if you have leverage and no ability to fix it, it's a bad thing. So I'm a low leverage guy. And, and 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 which is why you're here today. <laughs> two, <laughs> two, 2007, eight, and nine were were certainly bad, but not near as bad here as the rest of the country. And my theory has always been because the '80s were so bad here. I mean, we lost right. every developer, we lost every local bank. That the corporate memory of that lingered, and and may well linger still. It was so bad. Well, I was here during the RTC days. Those days were, I mean, nobody believed in real estate, right? They thought we probably had enough office space for, for 20 or 30 years. And, you know, it was long and it was arduous. But, I mean, anybody that had the gumption to go ahead and invest in those days made incredible wealth. And one of the things that I've watched as I've gone through my career is the money's gotten smarter. They know now that any dip in a market's going to recover. Yeah. So even lenders, lenders used to blow up deals and sell them at a discount and take a loss. Now they have a longer view. Like through COVID, all the lenders were very gracious to people, just extending the issue to try to help people survive because they know that the market's going to come back. Talking today with Bill Cauley, the chairman and CEO of Cauley Partners and uh, a laureate for the uh, 35th annual North Texas <laughs> Commercial Real Estate Hall of Fame, we wish you the best. Thank you very much for the conversation, sir. You bet, man. I appreciate it. Thanks. For Nobody more of our... was more surprised <laughs> for, for more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD. That was really good.